Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, July 20th. And you are tuned in to the Parents of Prodigals podcast, a weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this brief period of time when we come together at 7 p.m. every Thursday. This podcast is committed, dedicated, and yes, consecrated to the ministry of praying for those of us who have unsaved or backslidden and wayward sons and daughters. Maybe some of us have sons and daughters who are teens or are adults, and they have wandered from the faith. They have strayed away because of a variety of reasons. Many times our sons and daughters have no interest or have lost interest in the things of God. Many of us have teen sons and daughters that have come to church with us and were perhaps active in youth groups or activities and for some reason whatsoever, it could be peer pressure, it could be the love of pleasure in the world or a lack of interest, whatever it may be. They have strayed away from the faith. They have lost interest in the things of God. Maybe perhaps they're refusing to come to church or refusing to participate in Bible study. The world is luring them away. The enemy is luring them away from the things of God. Many of us have adult sons and daughters. Or perhaps you are the guardian of a prodigal. Adult sons and daughters who are not saved. We are Christians, but they are not. They have never perhaps accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, confessing their sins and surrendering their life to the Lord. And so we pray for them. Intercession, petition, asking the Lord to touch their hearts and convict them of their sins. Maybe there are times when we ask the Lord to do whatever is necessary to bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, time is short. These are the very last moments. I do not believe we are in the last days. I believe we are in the last moments of history in our world. And it bears repeating, as I've said many times before, the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church. When the Lord Jesus Christ will come for those of us who have received him as Lord and Savior, the word of God says that the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds in the air to meet the Lord in the air. Many folks think this is a fairy tale and it doesn't seem real, but it is actually going to happen. Many of us who are believers have seen the movies. In the 1970s, there was a Christian movie called Thief in the Night about the rapture of the church and the tribulation period, the terrible period of time when God's wrath will be poured out on an unrepentant and rebellious world. 
The Left Behind series, many of us have seen the Left Behind series as it depicts the rapture of the church, the tribulation period, the rise of the Antichrist, the evil world leader, part of the satanic trinity that will blaspheme God and deceive multitudes into receiving the mark of the beast. All these events, we will miss them because we will be snatched up after the rapture takes place. The Lord will remove us. But when we see those movies and we see the terrible things that these movies depict, which are in the Bible, the judgments that God will pour out on this world are recorded in Scripture. And when we read about these things and see them depicted on film, as in the Left Behind series and The Thief in the Night, we agonize for our unsaved sons and daughters. We do not want them to be here to face this awful time of judgment. But aside from that, there is also death. The Word of God says that it is appointed once for men to die, and after this, the judgment. Many times we read in the news about healthy individuals, young men and women, maybe they're athletes, and we read about how they just collapse and drop dead for an undisclosed reason, a hemorrhage or a heart attack or something else. Death can come at any time. We do not want our prodigal sons and daughters to enter a Christless eternity. The devil wants them to. The word of God says the thief, that is the enemy, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. There is nothing more that the enemy, Satan himself, would like to see than to see your prodigal son and daughter enter a Christless eternity or get left behind when the rapture takes place. And so it is very important that we pray, petition, and intercede on behalf of our prodigal sons and daughters daily for their deliverance from whatever it is they're in bondage to and for their salvation. This is a fight to the death. It is a battle for the souls of our sons and daughters. And you know, many times when we are praying for our prodigal sons and daughters, sometimes, many times actually, the situation may intensify. If they're unsaved and if perhaps they're hostile to the gospel, the enemy may antagonize them. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are spiritual and are powerful to the pulling down of strongholds. And many times when we are praying for our unsaved sons and daughters, our prayers can kick up and antagonize the satanic forces that have them in bondage and make our prodigals respond with hostility and anger. If they are under the influence of the evil one, our prayers can antagonize those forces. And when those forces kick up, when those demons kick up and react to our praying and fasting, Sometimes we'll recoil and back off. 
Sometimes we'll get discouraged and we'll say to ourselves, wow, I've been praying and things are getting worse. No, they're not getting worse. Your prayers are kicking up, antagonizing the demonic forces. They're having a reaction to your praying. That's a good sign because it shows that your prayers are having an effect in this spiritual warfare that we are engaged in. And so we need to continue to pray, to fast. We need to continue to be salt and light before our prodigal sons and daughters. God's timing is not our timing. His method is not our method. He knows exactly what he is doing. He knows the right method. He knows what it will take to save your prodigal son and daughter. I've said it before in previous podcasts. The scripture mentions that when Jesus called Matthew, when he was at his tax collector's booth, the word of God says he got up and and immediately followed the Lord. The fishermen, when they were called, the word of God says, and they immediately left their nets and followed Jesus. Wouldn't it be great? It's every parent's prayer that our prodigal sons and daughters get up immediately and just respond to the call and follow the Lord. Many times that's not the case. Many times the response is like Paul, hostility and hatred for the gospel. And then we pray for the Lord to save them, and they have a Damascus Road experience, knocked down and blinded like Paul was. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. But look at the result. Paul turned into a man of God, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost and used by the Lord in ministry. That's what we want for our prodigal sons and daughters. You and I want our prodigal sons and daughters to be saved, to be sanctified and filled with the Spirit of God. We want their names to be written in the book of life. So when the rapture takes place, you can look to the right and to the left, and there your son and daughter will be, being raptured right along with you. It can happen. It will happen. But we need to pray and fast and persevere in our ministry to them. Our first ministry is in our homes to our loved ones. That's what this podcast is all about. A time of encouragement, edification, strengthening, and comfort for those of us who are parents of wayward and backslidden and unsaved sons and daughters. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation and input. There is a phone icon. If you are on the Podbean app, there is a phone icon at the bottom. All you have to do is click on that, and you can be live and on the air. Maybe you'd like to share a scripture. Maybe you'd like to share an insight. Maybe you'd like to share a testimony that the Lord is moving in your home and in the life of your prodigal. Something you have to say, something you have to share may edify and encourage and comfort someone that needs to hear a word. If you have a prayer request, and we have several that we will be honoring 
and bringing before the throne of grace later on in our podcast. If you have a prayer request, there is still time to get it in. You can type it in, key it in, and we will see it on our screen. If you want it to remain anonymous, we will respect your confidentiality and privacy. And we will bring it before the Lord and pray and intercede for your loved one that the Spirit of God touch their hearts, convict them of their sin, break the the stubborn self-will, open the uh, closed eyes and the closed mind to see the truth of the gospel. And through spiritual warfare and prayer, your loved one, your prodigal son or daughter will be delivered from whatever is holding them in bondage. It could be drugs or alcohol. It could be depression, low self-esteem. It could be hostility and anger. It could be an emotional issue, a mental health issue. God is able. He can heal physical, emotional, mental ailments. Sometimes healing is instantaneous. Sometimes it's a process. But all things are possible if you believe. Trust and believe, and you will receive. Put your complete confidence in the Lord. And so we thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And so before we proceed, please join me in a word of prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those who are listening to this podcast live and those who will be listening later, perhaps when they download it. And Lord, let this be a time of mutual edification and strengthening, Lord God. Bless the listener. If there is the parent of a prodigal tuning in right now, reach out and touch them, Lord. Strengthen them. Encourage them, edify them, not to give up, but continue to pray and fast and believe for their prodigal salvation. It will come to pass. In your own way and in your own time, Lord, we need to commit them into your hands. And so bless this time together, Heavenly Father. Let everything that is shared be in order, edifying, and encouraging. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you so much for the blessing that you'll bestow on every listener. Amen. At this time, we want to welcome listeners in a variety of localities. We want to welcome listeners in New York, California, Colorado, and Pennsylvania. We have parents of prodigal listeners in North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, and Texas, Ohio, We have listeners in Utah, listeners in Wisconsin and West Virginia, New Jersey and Montana. We have parents of prodigal listeners in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, the great state of Oregon and Washington state, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina and Arizona. We have listeners in Michigan, Iowa and New Mexico. Internationally, we do have listeners who are tuning in from Mexico, Canada, Australia, France and Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia-Herzegovina, and most recently the Philippines. We welcome all of you. 
There are many who are listening live. And there are those who will be downloading this podcast, maybe because many people are maybe working or due to time differences. You know, in the Philippines, it's 7 a.m., I believe. It's 7, 17 p.m. here, but it's tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, it's 7, 17 a.m., I believe, in the Philippines. And so people may be downloading this podcast. It doesn't matter. The Spirit of God can move mightily through a downloaded podcast than more than he can in a live podcast. It makes no difference. No restrictions exist for the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Before we proceed, we're going to get into our devotional tonight. Our devotional tonight. The title of tonight's devotional is Joy in the Lord. Joy in the Lord. And when we're dealing with difficult prodigals, that's exactly what we all need. You know, I shared recently that my son came to Christ several months ago, and I still pray for my daughter that she comes to Christ as well. Our text is found in Psalm 30, verse 11. Psalm 30, verse 11. And I'll give you a moment to find that text in your Bibles. You know, Psalm 30 is basically a psalm written by David, where he commemorates restoration after difficulty and trial. And the key word that we will be focusing on in this psalm is the word joy. Joy. There are several words in Hebrew for joy, but the primary word for joy that we're focusing on is the word simcha. Simcha. It's made up of four Hebrew letters. Samech. Mem, Tet, and Hey. Those are the four Hebrew letters that make up the Hebrew word Simcha. Samech, Mem, Tet, and Hey. Now, Simcha has several definitions. It means celebration and gladness from favorable circumstances. But it can also be found to mean contentment and peace in difficult circumstances as well. It is a word of action, and it is a choice, a choice to trust in God regardless of the circumstances or situation on a deeper level than emotion dictates. On a much more deeper level, the letters, the living letters of the word simcha, those four letters meaning joy, when presenting themselves, convey an important message. Those four letters, samech, Mem, Tet, and Hey, when combined, send this message in Hebrew, revealing the hand of the staff which separates us from chaos. Revealing the hand of the staff that separates us from chaos. In other words, those four letters when combined convey the picture of someone holding a staff, the one who holds the staff, The shepherd, in this case, is the one who serves as a wall and as a refuge from the chaos, fear, and danger that are outside the wall. Provided that we stay close to him and stay in his presence, regardless of the circumstances around us, as long as we stay near the shepherd, we can have simcha, joy. Now let's read our scripture text together. Psalm 30, verse 11. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard 
of the word of God. You have turned my mourning into dancing for me. You have untied my sackcloth and have encircled me with joy. Simcha. You know, sackcloth was a garment made of coarse and rough goat's hair or camel's hair, and it was extremely uncomfortable to wear and was worn to symbolize humility or when someone was in great difficulty and mourning over a situation. But our scripture text clearly says that even in great difficulty, even when we're praying for our prodigals, even when their behavior is kicking up, the Lord can turn the sackcloth of sorrow and difficulty that we may have on, and you and I can have the joy of the Lord. Praise God for that. Now, I want to get into our devotional tonight regarding joy, the joy of the Lord and how to experience it every day. And I want to be completely transparent with those of you who are listening, whether live or through the download. Let me be totally honest for a moment. There are many times when I myself don't experience the joy of the Lord. When the Bible talks about the joy of the Lord being my strength, there are occasions when I have a hard time relating to it. In terms of my prodigal son and daughter, my prodigal daughter primarily, there have been many times when I've prayed for her and her behavior, the demonic forces that are at work have kicked up. And when that happens, it's difficult sometimes to have joy. So when the Bible talks about joy, many times for those of us who are going through difficulty, joy can be a difficult thing to maintain. And I think many times it has a lot to do, in my case, with my personality. You know, there was a time in the past before I got saved when I struggled with depression and anxiety. And those emotions make you see the world through gray-tinged glasses. And sometimes the enemy kicks up those emotions. Sometimes he tries to kick up those old emotions, those old feelings. We all want to experience the joy of the Lord. And I'm thoroughly convinced that God wants all of us to experience it as well. As David said in Psalm 34, verse 4, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. And I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. David said that God was his exceeding joy. All of us want God to be our exceeding joy. We want the joy of the Lord to be our strength. It is not our joy. It's the joy of the Lord. It comes from being in the Lord's presence. Remember that Hebrew word, samech, samech. That means, of course, like I said before, this joy is only possible as we stay and remain in the Lord's presence. Of course, all this raises the question, how can we all grow in the joy of the Lord? And so I want to go over four or actually five key areas, methods for growing in the joy of the Lord. One, experiencing the joy of the Lord through prayer. Two, experiencing the joy of the Lord through God's word. Three experiencing the joy of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. Four, experiencing the joy of the Lord by meditating on the character of God. And five, experiencing the joy of the Lord by meditating on the gospel. Now, what is the joy of the Lord? Well, let's make sure we're all on the same page regarding the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is not 
primarily a feeling of happiness. It's not some sort of Zen feeling. It's not the warm, fuzzy feeling you may get when things go well. In other words, the joy of the Lord is not primarily a feeling. Yes, it can be gladness. But remember, joy is also a choice. It's a state of mind, a state of being from remaining in the Lord's presence and having the complete confidence that no matter what happens, the Lord is in control and will work everything out. No, the joy of the Lord is much more sturdy and unbreakable. Ultimately, this joy comes from our Lord Jesus himself. We experience the joy of the Lord specifically because we are united to our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the believer John Piper, the author John Piper states, the reason your joy can now be as full as it is and moving toward perfect fullness when all of our battle with sin is over is because in union with me, the branch and divine, you no longer merely enjoy your joy. You now have my joy in you, and you enjoy what I enjoy as your joy. A little confusing, but I think what Brother Piper was saying was that complete joy in the Lord comes from rejoicing in the Lord. And as a result, we experience joy. A little bit of a word salad, but it is still true. The joy of the Lord is my strength, is your strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And it works itself out in very practical ways in all of our lives. You know, the joy of the Lord is the firm, unshakable conviction that God loves us, is 100% for us, and is working everything for our good, no matter how it may seem. And even when our prodigal sons and daughters have their behavior kicking up and it seems like they're not going to come to Christ, God is still in control. There's a Christian song that says, even when we cannot see it, he is working. Even when we cannot feel it, he is working. He never stops working. And we need to believe that. The joy of the Lord is the unbendable belief that God is our Father and that he loves us more deeply than we could ever possibly imagine. It is the rock-solid belief that God is with us even as we walk through fiery trials and deep water. However, this all still leaves us with the critically important question, how do we experience and grow in the joy of the Lord? Well, the joy of the Lord is our strength and there are five methods. If the joy of the Lord comes from our Lord Jesus, then it follows that the primary way we grow in the joy of the Lord is by deepening our fellowship with him. In other words, the more closely we are connected to Christ, the more consistently we'll experience God's joy. Remember that word, simcha, remaining in the presence of the shepherd. Number one, we can experience the joy of the Lord through prayer. Prayer is our lifeline to our Lord Jesus. Through prayer, we come to the throne of grace and there we meet Jesus himself. Our Lord Jesus gives us everything we need in every struggle and in every battle to withstand the attacks of the enemy and persevere in difficulty. When we come to the throne of grace, we're filled with the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. 
we are so proudly grateful that Jesus not only invites us to the throne of grace, but he commands us to come to him. Jesus wants us to experience the true, lasting joy that only he can give. And so he calls us to come running. If we want to experience the joy of the Lord and have it be our strength, we must seize the corner of Jesus' garment and cling to him through prayer, asking him to reshape us and mold us. And we need to abide in him, and he will abide with us. Number two, we can experience the joy of the Lord through God's word. Experiencing the joy of the Lord through God's word. Again and again, throughout scripture, God's word holds forth as a primary source of the joy of the Lord. As David says in Psalm 119, verses 14 through 16, In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Now, why did David delight so much in God's word? Why did he treat it as more valuable than even the greatest of riches? Because in God's word, he met God himself. And when he met God, he experienced the sweet joy of the Lord. It was in and through God's word that he discovered God has his exceeding joy. If we want to be able to say the joy of the Lord is our strength, then we need to go to the fountain where that joy is found. We need to immerse ourselves in God's word to drink deeply of it and savor the fellowship with God and experience sweet fellowship with our Lord through it. Three, we can experience the joy of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. We can experience the joy of the Lord through the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 through 19, Paul says that the Ephesians would have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul prayed that the Ephesians would have the supernatural strength required to comprehend the staggering heights and depths of the love of Christ. He wanted the Ephesians to be filled with all the fullness of God. In other words, he wanted them to experience the joy of the Lord. Now, how could the Ephesians and you and I know God on such a deep, profound level? How could they possibly comprehend the height and the depth of the love of Christ? How could they be filled with all the fullness of God? Only by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is the one who reveals Christ to us. The Spirit opens our eyes so that we can comprehend the glorious things to which we've been called. And when the Spirit opens our eyes, we truly are filled with the overwhelming joy of the Lord. How can we not be overflowing with joy when we truly understand the great salvation to which you and I have been called? How can we not be bursting with joy when we're filled with all the fullness of God, no matter what happens in our lives? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And we experience that joy through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you and I want to experience more joy, we need to simply ask the Spirit of God to reveal more Christ to us. Number four, we can experience the joy of the Lord by meditating on the character of God. 
we can experience the joy of the Lord by meditating on the character of God. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 21 through 23 says, But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. How do we experience hope, which is another form of the joy of the Lord? By intentionally calling to mind and meditating upon the character of God. On the flip side, if we do not call to mind the character of God, we will be sorely lacking in hope. This passage is a beautiful reminder of who God is. He is steadfast and his love never ceases. Every morning, the Lord pours out his new fresh mercies that are custom tailored for our day. He is always 100% faithful in everything he does. There is never a moment when God will not be faithful to you and I. When we call these things to mind, we're filled with hope and joy that the Lord is our strength. And we are encouraged to keep pressing on in the Lord. We're reminded that God is 100% on our side and nothing can ever or will ever change that. And number five, we can experience Jesus says, therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. Few things create more joy than meditating upon the staggering blessings that we have received in and through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Think about it with us for a minute. Give it some thought. In Christ we have one. Every one of our sins, past, present, and future, has been paid in full. Two, there is no judgment left for me, only mercy. Three, we are adopted, children of God, and we will receive an inheritance from the Lord. Four, we have been freed from the power of sin, and now we have the power to obey and follow our Lord. Five, we can call God Abba Father and have an intimate relationship with him. Six, we are part of God's forever family and uniquely joined to his people. Seven, we have everlasting life and will eventually experience the new heavens and the new earth. And there is so, so much more blessing that we have in the Lord. The word of God says we have him blessed in the heavenlies with every spiritual blessing. In Christ, we have blessing after sacred blessing. The gospel truly is a fountain of joy. And when we drink from the fountain of the gospel, you and I can experience the joy of the Lord that will be our strength. Praise God for that. It is good for Christians to be happy, but it's more important and more of a blessing for us to be joyful. So we need to keep the joy our strength and stay in fellowship with our great shepherd, keeping close to him. We need to abide with him and he will abide with us. Well, I pray that devotional was a blessing to you. And when I was reviewing these scriptures, it was a blessing to me. The joy of the Lord is a state of mind. It is independent of circumstances. It has nothing to do with how you feel, nothing to do with whether the sun is shining or not, nothing to do with whether or not your pockets are full of money. 
nothing to do with whether or not you're getting a raise at work. No favorable circumstances are to dictate the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is found only in abiding in Christ. And it's my prayer that all of us have the joy of the Lord. And you know, when our prodigal sons and daughters see us with the joy of the Lord, when they see us persevere, when things are difficult, and they see that we still have joy, this will create a hunger in them. You know, we are called to be salt. We are the salt of the earth. And salt gives flavor to food. Salt provides flavor, but salt also creates thirst. And as the salt in our homes, we can create hunger and thirst in the lives of our prodigals when they see the joy of the Lord in our lives. Well, again, I pray that that devotional was a blessing to you. And right now we're going to break into our musical interlude. We have approached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And we will be playing two beautiful Christian songs. The lyrics, I pray, will be a blessing to you. And following this musical interlude, we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and then we will go into prayer, supplication, petition, and intercession for the requests that we have before us. And so be blessed by this wonderful music, and we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. to do to show 
them how much you care. Anoint my words and tell me where to start. Make a bold of my Too far from here. 
I pray that you were blessed by those two musical numbers and that the Lord reached out and touched your heart and mind and that you were edified and strengthened by the lyrics. At this time, we're going to approach the throne of grace and bring the prayer requests that we have before us. Praying for the salvation, the deliverance and salvation of the prodigal sons and daughters and the wayward sons and daughters that we have on this list. So without further ado, touch and agree with me in prayer. If you still have a prayer request, there is still time to get it in, key it in, and we will see it on our board. Let's go before the throne of grace right now. Our first prayer request it's for two young men. We pray for these two young men every week, and we will continue to pray for them. Both have the same name, Joshua. The first young man, Joshua, well, actually, both these young men were experiencing struggles to the bondage of narcotics, drugs. And one of these young men named Joshua came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we pray for his perseverance. You know, the enemy will launch a counterattack and does not want to see him remain in the Lord. But we're going to pray for Joshua's perseverance in the faith. There may be many temptations that Joshua is facing, many difficulties. There is always a satanic counterattack. He's not going to let it go. But we're going to pray Joshua strengthen the Lord. The other young man, Joshua, I believe is still unsaved 
and as far as I know, still struggling with drugs. So we're going to lift both these young men up individually. Lord, we just touch and agree right now for your child, Joshua. Lord, we thank you and praise you that he accepted you. He turned to you as his Lord and Savior. It was a long road. You convicted him of his sin. You brought him to the end of himself, and he surrendered his life to you. Now, Lord, there's a counterattack going on, and the enemy is trying to lure him away, trying to discourage him, trying to return perhaps to old patterns of behavior. Lord Jesus, give Joshua strength, the power of the Holy Spirit strengthening him, giving him perseverance. My God, hold on to Joshua. Give him perseverance, strength. Encourage his heart. If he's getting discouraged, encourage his heart. Give him a hunger for your word. When he reads his Bible, when he spends time in your word, Lord God, speak to him, convict him, encourage him, comfort him, bless him, give him the joy of the Lord, Heavenly Father. Let the joy of the Lord be his strength, regardless of what he's feeling. Help him, Lord God, to place complete, total confidence and trust in you, not in what he's feeling, but to turn to you, Lord God. Lord, don't let him get bitter. Don't let him get discouraged or turn away. Don't let him say, this is no good, a waste of time. I made a mistake. Those are lies from the enemy. Encourage Joshua's heart. Make him like Joshua in the Bible, a warrior for you. Let your words remain in his mouth and let him meditate. Just like in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, Lord God, this word of the law shall not depart out of his mouth, but he shall meditate in it day and night. Help Joshua to meditate on your word. Strengthen him according to your word. Bless him. Make him a warrior for you, Lord God. We pray for this other young man, Joshua, Heavenly Father, who's not saved. And Lord, you know what he's struggling with. The enemy is keeping him in bondage to drugs, leading him to believe the lie that he needs drugs to cope with life. That is a lie from the evil one. Do what's necessary to bring Joshua to you, Lord God. Give him a Damascus Road experience if necessary. Break him. Break the stubborn self-will, Heavenly Father. We commit him into your hands. We commit his salvation. We commit his deliverance into your hands, Lord God. And we believe you for his salvation. We don't know when it's going to happen, Lord, but we commit Joshua into your hands. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen. Every week, we pray for three young ladies. We've been praying for them for several months, and we're going to continue to pray for these three young ladies. Their names are Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And these three young ladies need the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives. There are different issues going on, perhaps depression, low self-esteem, Hardness of heart, emotional issues, 
Maybe guilt over the kind of lives that they were living. Maybe they feel they're not worthy to come to Christ. Maybe they're bitter and don't want to come to the Lord. Maybe perhaps they've seen hypocrisy in the church and they're cynical. Whatever it is that's keeping these three young ladies from coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and surrendering their lives to him, we're going to lift all three of them up before the Lord. We're going to pray for Gabby, for Angela, and Valentina. Touch and agree with me for these three young ladies right now. Heavenly Father, you see these three young ladies, Lord God. You know where they are right now, what they're doing, who they're with, what they're thinking, Lord God, what they're involved with. You see deep inside their hearts, deep inside their minds, Lord. We pray for all three of these young ladies, Lord God. You know the details of their lives. It could be depression, guilt, low self-esteem. It may be a mental health issue. It may be hostility towards the gospel. It may be anger. Maybe they're involved in certain lifestyles and participating in certain activities. Friends are pressuring them not to pay attention to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, not listen to their parents. Maybe they ridicule the things of God. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. Right now, Lord God, we lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Heal the troubled mind. Break down the hostile, the hostile heart. Whatever resistance is there that's keeping them from listening to the gospel and responding to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, break it down, Lord God. Lord, we call right now into being. We call into battle the weapons of our spiritual warfare, which are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pull down these strongholds that are keeping these three young ladies in bondage. We rebuke the power of the enemy and the forces of darkness. We plead the blood of Jesus over Gabby's mind and heart and her soul and her life. We plead the blood of Jesus over Angela's heart, soul, and mind in her life. We plead the blood of Jesus over Valentina's heart, soul, and mind in her life as well. Heal the troubled mind. Soften the hardened heart. Open the closed eyes and the closed mind. Unstop the closed ears. Break down the resistance. Give all three of these ladies absolutely no rest until they surrender their lives to you, Lord Jesus. Convict them of their sin. Do what it needs to be done, Lord God. Do whatever it takes. It's a scary thing to pray, Heavenly Father. But yes, do whatever it takes to save these three young ladies. We call them right now. Deliverance and salvation for Gabby for Angela, and for Valentina. We pray for the parents of these three young ladies. If these parents are discouraged or maybe being worn down by the behavior of their prodigals, Lord, continue to strengthen these parents. 
Give them perseverance so that they continue to be salt and light. Don't let them get discouraged. Don't let the enemy tell these parents they're too far gone. They can't get saved. That is a lie from the evil one. And we rebuke those lies. Strengthen these parents. Encourage them in the Lord. Give all these parents of these three young ladies, Gabby's mom and dad, Angela's parents and Valentina's parents, give them the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is their strength. Time is short, Lord God. And we want Gabby and Angela and Valentina to get raptured. We want their names written in the book of life. And so we thank you and we praise you. We don't know when it's going to happen, Lord. It may happen tonight. Speak to them. Maybe through a vision, a dream, a track, a Christian song, a friend who's a believer in some way, shape, or form, Lord God, speak to their hearts. Again, give them no rest. We claim them for you, Lord God. We believe you for their deliverance and salvation. And we thank you right now. In Jesus' name, we commit them, we commit the method and the timing into your hands, Lord God. Amen and amen. Every week we pray for the daughter of my dear brother, Jamie, and his wife, India. Their daughter, China, at one point in time was in bondage, and the Lord delivered her and saved her. And now the Lord is using her for his honor and glory and is blessing her. That's the report that I'm getting from my brother and sister, that China is being blessed by the Lord. But again, like I said before, there is always going to be a counterattack and the enemy is not going to let this go. So we're going to pray for China continued perseverance in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for China's salvation. And Lord, let's be honest, Lord God, sometimes when our prodigals are hardened in heart and their behavior is kicking up, it's difficult to even believe that they're ever going to come to Christ. Who would have thought that Paul was going to come to Christ, the persecutor and killer of believers? Nothing is impossible for you, Lord God. And we thank you for doing what seemed impossible to the flesh is possible in the spirit. We thank you for saving and delivering China. And now, Lord God, we pray that you continue to bless her and strengthen her. Make her the Christian woman that you're molding her to be. Continue. She's on the potter's wheel right now, Lord God. Shape her and mold her, Heavenly Father. Help her to live a life worthy of the calling. Bless her Christian life, Lord God. Draw her closer to you. Intimacy with you, Lord Jesus. Help her to continue to abide in you. We can do nothing without you, Lord God. China cannot have joy without you. So, Lord, help her to continue to abide in you and stay close to you. Let the joy of the Lord be China's strength as well. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. A while back, we received a prayer request. Someone called in a request and said, please pray for new marriages. 
It wasn't long after that when we received notification that one particular situation was improving and being blessed by the Lord. But we're going to continue to pray for new marriages. Touch and agree with me right now. Lord God, you see the union of men and women that you have brought together, not only in the faith, but together in marriage. And I thank you and praise you for these marriages, Lord God. Now, Lord God, bless the marriage home. Give these new husbands and wives more love for each other. Bless them, Lord God. Bless them intimately. Bless them relationally. Bless them in their communication with each other. Let the husband truly be the priest in the home. And let the wife truly be a parakletos, the one who comes alongside and encourages her husband and is a support and strength for him. Bless all these new marriages, Lord God. We rebuke the forces of darkness and the power of the enemy. Again, the enemy comes to destroy to kill and steal and we rebuke the forces of darkness that want to destroy christian homes bless these marriages lord god we place them in your hands give these marriages a strong sense of your presence permeate their homes and their marriages with your spirit in jesus name we pray amen Every week we pray for a dear sister's son. Our dear sister is listening right now. And she has a son named Johnny. And Johnny, as far as we know, Johnny, her adult son, lives in the same household, but he is struggling with alcoholism. And he has not surrendered his life to Christ. However, we received word not too long ago that were some changes taking place. Again, this is a fight to the death, and the enemy is not going to allow things to go unaddressed. And so let's lift up Johnny before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for praying mothers that are lifting their children up before you, Lord God, and are being salt and light in the lives of their prodigal children. But right now we lift up Johnny to you, Lord God. At this very moment, at 8.03 p.m., July 20th, you know exactly where Johnny is and what he's doing or who he's with. Lord God, right now, touch him where he is right now. Touch his mind, touch his heart, touch his soul. Speak to him, Lord God. Speak to him, Holy Spirit. If he knows the gospel, if he's heard the gospel, bring it to his remembrance. If he's never heard the gospel, then get the gospel to him, Lord God. Maybe someone will be witnessing to him. Maybe someone will pass him a track. Whatever it is, Heavenly Father, we just commit Johnny into your hands. First, we commit his deliverance into your hands. The alcoholism, we pray, Lord God, that you deliver his mind from the need he thinks he has to drink. It's a lie from the enemy that he needs a chemical to cope with life. Lord, you are the Prince of Peace. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Those things are not found in a bottle or in a drug. You are the source of life. You are the source of peace, Lord Jesus. 
bring Johnny to this realization, Lord God. Your word says as a deer pants for water, that we need to pant and thirst for you, Lord God. Give Johnny a hunger and a thirst, an unquenchable thirst for you, Lord Jesus. And help him to seek you, Lord God. Give him no rest. Give him no peace until he surrenders his life to you. We pray for his deliverance. Heal his damaged body if alcohol has damaged it, Lord God. Let's go even so far as to ask you, Lord, that you put a burden on Johnny's heart to come to church, to come to a service and hear the gospel getting preached. If necessary, again, Lord, give Johnny a Damascus Road experience. Break the stubborn will. Break the chains that hold him in bondage. We pray for Johnny's deliverance and salvation, and we thank you right now, Lord God. Amen. Every week, we pray this prayer request as well. A while back, we received a prayer request from a parent who said, please pray for my son, Caleb. He's in the Navy. He is discouraged and disappointed with his life. Caleb says nothing ever works out for him. Caleb has a wife, and they have a daughter who is several months old. When this request came in several months ago, the daughter was eight months old. Caleb and his family were separated several months into their marriage. Caleb says he doesn't believe that the Lord is real, but that he's a fable. The parent says that her heart is heavy. Well, that's what the enemy wants to see, a heavy heart, and he wants to see Caleb discouraged. He wants Caleb to believe that the Lord is a fable. But we're going to pray against that, and we're going to pray for Caleb and his family. Touch and agree with me right now. Let's approach the throne of grace. Let's put on our battle gear and go into warfare against the enemy on behalf of Caleb and his family. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this parent, Lord God, whose heart is heavy for her loved one. Praying parents, bless this mom, bless this parent, and help her to continue to persevere in prayer, to continue in the faith. And right now, Lord God, we touch and agree, and we pray for Caleb and his family. Lord, the enemy has whispered in his ear that you're a fable, you're not real, you don't care. We rebuke those thoughts right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke those lies. Lord, you love Caleb enough to die for him. Speak to Caleb's heart and mind, Lord God. Bring your word to his remembrance, Heavenly Father. Do what needs to be done, Lord God. Reveal yourself to him in a mighty and powerful way. You know the method that is necessary, Lord God. You may have to knock Caleb down. Whatever it takes, Lord God, reveal yourself to Caleb. Let him know that you still love him, that you're not a fable, that you're real, that you want to bless him, that you want to be with him, that you want fellowship with him. Heavenly Father, Restore Caleb back to the faith. 
deliver him from the bondage of bitterness, deliver him from the bondage of doubt, deliver him from the bondage of discouragement, restore his marriage, make him a man of God, save his soul, fill him with your Holy Spirit, and let the joy of the Lord be his strength as well and the strength of his wife and his entire family. We commit Caleb, his wife, and their child into your hands. Let there be a hedge of protection, a battalion of angels around this family right now. Restore this young man to you, Lord God. Restore this family. We're waiting for the testimony to come in. The answers to all these prayers that we're bringing before you, Lord God, we know you will bring them to pass. All we have to do is believe, have complete trust in you, all things are possible if we believe. You raised Lazarus from the dead. You resurrected him. Now, Lord God, resurrect all these prayer petitions, Lord God. Deliver, save, sanctify, and fill with the Holy Spirit every person that we prayed for right now. It's a matter of time before the prayer testimonies come in. We believe you, Lord God. We trust you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, Lord. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast. And I pray that everything that was said and done and prayed and shared was a blessing to you. We will return back on the air next Thursday, July 27th, with another edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I want to say to everyone who's listening that even during the week, these prayer petitions are brought before the Lord. We just do not bring them before the Lord once a week. We bring them before the Lord during the week as well. And so we'll continue to pray and to fast for all these young people. I will continue to pray and fast for your prodigals and mine, my son's continued perseverance in the faith, and my daughter, Megan, that she come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. She is always in my prayers. And I thank those of you who are tuning in, who will be praying for my son and daughter. And so, until next Thursday, July 27th at 7 p.m., if you are the parent of a prodigal child in Utah, mom in Utah, my dear sister in Utah, Watch the road. If you're the parent of a prodigal in California, watch the road. If you're the parent of a prodigal in Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Wisconsin, or West Virginia, watch the road. If you're the parent of an unsaved son or daughter and you're burdened for their salvation and you live in Indiana and South Carolina or Arizona or New Mexico, Watch the road. 
if you're the parent of a prodigal son or daughter, Canada, Australia, the United Kingdom, the Philippines, no matter where you are, no matter what state you're in, no matter what country you're in, if you're in a major city, if you're in the country, no matter where you are, watch the road. Continue in prayer, being watchful therein. Watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. Your prodigal is on it. Thank you. God bless you. And until next Thursday, July 27th at 7 p.m., be blessed. Good night.